Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! Bonjour! (laughs) Bonjour! Thanks for joining with me today. I am so grateful for our connection in love, in the peace, in the power, in the presence of love, which is what we are. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I absolutely love A Course in Miracles, and our topic today is the power of oneness, the power of oneness. And our guest is Kieran J. Gardner. I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. I am starting us off with a prayer. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. Let's take a deep breath of love and gratitude together for the oneness, the unity of all life. We are grateful for the opportunity to transcend space and time right here and now to join together in recognition of the Christ within. Sharing the benefits with everyone because we are forever united in this field of love. In fact, we are the field of love. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yay! So, here I am in Vermont. We uh, uh, got signs of spring here. Daffodils are coming up, and oh my gosh, it's great. Although there's more snow, for sure. Uh, We're still grateful for every little sign of spring. And... Uh, I think a a sign of spring is Easter, of course. We're headed uh, directly towards Easter. Coming up this Sunday, it's Easter week. And I'm so happy to have Karen Jay here as our guest. I'm just going to introduce her. And if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes with her, I encourage you to go back. Uh, first one was in uh, 2019, I think, 2019, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Jay is a Course in Miracles teacher based in the UK. She has an absolute passion for the experiential approach to studying the Course and living the Course. She loves to help others find their own relationship with the love that flows through this beautiful, profound, spiritual teaching we call Course in Miracles. I I met Karen Jay back in 2019, I guess it was 2019, Mm. we were at the Course in Miracles conference in the UK, that's where I met her, and what I've come to know about Karen Jay is she is just an absolute guide to deeply living A Course in Miracles, going way beyond studying it, way beyond that, to consciously embodying it. And that's why we've been able to become friends. And And I'm so happy she offers workshops and classes all the time. She offers one-on-one support. And she's worked with many other teachers, including Nook Sanchez, Corinne Zepko, uh, both friends of mine. And she deeply appreciates the gifts of co- collaboration, as I do. So um, finding the the, the love, the joy, the healing, and the joining. And in fact, Karen Jay has a class that's coming up um, very soon here at the Power of Love Ministry. Starts on April 23rd, and it's called Each Miracle of Joining. And it's about the oneness of all life. I'm sure we'll get Karen Jay to talk about that when she's here today. And so welcome, Karen Jay. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for the beautiful prayer. I feel very centered and aligned now. And uh, thank you for the lovely introduction. It's um, such a blessing that we have this ongoing connection with each other. Um, It's beautiful to know you and to offer this work for the ministry. And as you mentioned, I've got another... um, three-part class this time starting as you say on the 23rd of April 
And the three classes are going to be looking at miracles, class one, joining, class two, uh, oneness, class three. But of course, they can't be separated out like that. That will be the main focus of, of each class. But they are completely interwoven. And I'd like to weave together today a, a recent experience that I've had and put together some of this teaching with it to demonstrate how we can uh, bring our experiences to the truth, how we can apply course teaching to our um, everyday situations. So I hope it's helpful for everybody listening. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's a great gift to be invited to share and let spirit flow through and spirit show the way. Indeed. I'm going to start with the practical situation, just set the scene. This was about a month ago, and I did a class on a Monday evening. I'm in the UK, so it was a Monday evening class, and I uh, felt fine, went to bed, and overnight I started to feel really quite yucky, quite nauseous, weak, not right at all, didn't know what was going on. And then when I woke up, I was sleeping on and off. And when I woke up in the morning, I then went into eight hours of diarrhea. I went into an episode of eight hours of um, being in bed, incapable of doing anything else apart from rushing to the loo every 10 to 15 minutes at least. Sometimes more. <laughs> I have never had an episode like that before. Uh, it was extreme. <laughs> Although, of course, I wasn't hospitalised, so some people uh, go even further than that. But I had not had an experience that was as yeah. severe as that. Uh, had to be very careful about dehydration. My stomach didn't want anything at all, but I kept on taking... Um, sips. When I got up, I would take a few sips of uh, slightly salty water to try and keep things going. So that's what happened, uh, bodily level. And it was very tempting to think thoughts like, poor me, why is this happening to me? It's not fair. And uh, the compensation for that could easily have gone to, oh, it's okay, doesn't matter, I'm not a body, uh, it'll soon pass. And I watched the temptation to go into both sets of thoughts as I seemed to be lying there uh, going through this experience. But neither of those sets of thoughts would have been helpful they would have been understandable from our human experience. But as soon as I started going into yuckiness overnight, I thought, okay, here we go. This is a healing opportunity. This is a classroom to remember who I am, to remember what laws I'm under. Okay. And once the diarrhea had got going, it was like, oh, okay, this is a this is a very a big classroom. This is an important classroom. And so I just joined and joined and joined with spirit, observing the physicality of it all. Can I so ask? Then, sure, can I, yeah. So for those who might not really understand, when you say I joined with spirit, what does that look like for you? Or what does what's happening mm. in your mind? Mm. Yeah, thank you for asking. So at first, I was in the experience. I woke up and, oh, I feel ghastly. <laughs> so I was identified with Kiran Jay, the physical entity who was feeling nauseous. 
But because of my uh, work, because of my passion for the course, because of my deep study of the course, um, that was an instant uh, flag, if you like, to get, okay, I'm not this body. And I'm not going to go through this experience as a body, identifying with the body. So it's not denying that the Kieran J body was feeling sick and then went into diarrhea. It's about um, stepping back in the mind. And if you've never done that, just play around with it. Just experiment with watching a video of yourself doing whatever you're doing. And that's the way I often talk about it when I'm working with groups or people one-to-one. Imagine you're watching a video of what you're experiencing. And that helps loosen the sense this is happening to me and it's real. So overnight, it was watching the video of Kieran Jay in bed feeling sick. And my way has always been to join minds with Jesus. That's not uh, essential. It could be joining minds with spirit, joining minds with the Holy Spirit, joining minds with the Buddha, any symbol of a love that is beyond this world will do. It doesn't matter. But there's a reaching out mm-hmm. of something beyond this dream experience, as the Course would call it. And then our identification shifts. So not just this body feeling sick and then going into diarrhea. I'm a mind that is remembering what it is. So as I progressed through this experience, the identification actually lessened with the body. And the identification grew with spirit. I was very focused (laughs) because um, I could see that it is, um, it was a big Mm -hmm. uh, projection of guilt on the body. Mm -hmm. So a perfect opportunity to look at that and let it go. The Course teaches that the only sickness can be in the mind. Mm -hmm. And that is if the mind chooses separation. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not real, of course. But any sickness we feel in the body is only a reflection of that. The real sickness is believing that we're separate from God. So I was practicing and practicing this, joining with Jesus. And that's where the shift comes. The choosing to join with spirit. And the miracle, we could say, is not replaying the ego thinking about it. It may be that we've had many experiences of being sick, maybe this lifetime, maybe in other dreams. And so that sick thinking gets going and here we are with a sick body. That's the image of the sick thinking of separation. The miracle is choosing to have other thinking while we seem to be sick. So we introduce healthy thinking into the scenario. And my thinking got healthier and healthier through these eight hours. <laughs> for which I'm truly, truly grateful. This is the power of oneness. Because the sickness happens to a person. I'm different. I'm in this body and I'm sick. You're over there. You're not sick. You're different from me. You're over there. You're in the States now. I'm in the UK. We're different. We've got different bodies. We're having different experiences. That's the sickness to believe any of that is real. So the healthy thinking, the power of oneness, whatever's going on at the bodily level, 
is to desire to remember that we are all the same in spirit. No differences. We're all children of God. Equally powerful, equally loving, equally healthy, equally beyond all thoughts of differences, sickness, um, devastation, anything else that you like to mention that this world can throw up. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, after, you go. Yeah, you go. I, I was just going to say, I think we can all relate to the experience of feeling unwell in whatever way. And mm. uh, I, I remember having a very clear re re realization a couple decades ago when I had some kind of flu and I was miserable, high fever and whatnot, achy and just, you know, running from every gushing from the face and uh, walking around my apartment in L.A. going, oh, I'm miserable. This is horrible. I feel like I'm dying. Ah. And, and then in the midst of that, I went, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is not, you don't wish to have more of this, St change your mind. And, and just, and so I started saying, I'm getting better every moment, uh, no matter what, I'm still at the very center of the mind of God and all is well. <clears throat> and I, it was before I was a Course in Miracles student. So I had some other version, I don't remember what, of I am not a body. And, um, so these experiences actually are a, a tremendous opportunity to recognize I am not a body. There are times when I do have an experience of the physical pain that's um, a, a really not fun, and but it gives me a chance to work with my mind just exactly like you're doing. And I think what's so important, too, about what you're sharing, Kieran Jay, is I call it partnering up partnering up with and like you said it could be any being or entity or presence or the infinite whatever works for you it doesn't really does not matter but it's not going it alone mm -hmm. not being in that separate identification with the body instead identifying with the the infinite field of love that we are and what what you are are sharing i think is so important because a lot of people have all kinds of ongoing issues in the body and they think that it's just something bad happening to them, but it's actually a divine opportunity. And you know that better than anyone I know. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, thank you, Jennifer. Um, it seems to me that a crucial part of full healing through these kind of experiences is to acknowledge that there was a self-attack in there to start with. If we go straight into it's a wonderful opportunity and of course spirit will use everything as a wonderful opportunity for healing but if we don't recognize that was a self-attack which spirit can then make good. We aren't aware we're deciding at the mind level for that self-attack, and so we can't change our decision. Right. But if we are aware, willing to be willing, to be shown to be aware, the mind had to attack itself in order for um, a sickness to happen. That's how sickness happens, whether it's a slammed finger in a, a thumb in a door or whether it's diarrhea, whatever it is, there has to have been a choice for self-attack. There has to have been guilt laid on the body. And then spirit can make perfect use of it. Um, yeah, I feel very inspired to keep bringing this to my attention and to the people I work with, their attention. Because then we can say, okay, I choose again. And in this particular case, because I had plenty of time to think, 
in that time, <laughs> lying all down. All night long, yeah. All that long, yes, between dashes to the, the toilet. I realised that I had an ego purpose for this sickness. Mm. There was a desire for rest and escape. There was a sense of um, life's getting quite busy now, and maybe after the break I can say more about uh, how this episode has prepared me for something else that's now happening in my life. But to mention now that uh, just catching, I want rest and escape. And the ego answer to that is sickness. Lie down for a day. I couldn't, I couldn't be at work. I couldn't look after my grandson as was planned. Um, it was time out. It wasn't a comfortable time out, but it was a time out. And I realized that's the purpose. As well as attacking myself, I was trying to find some respite in completely the wrong way. Right. I, I'm so glad you're saying that because I have to say, I finally realized that every time I got the flu or got sick was because I needed to rest my mind and I wasn't giving myself the rest. I was pushing and pushing and pushing, which is my personality's way. And I, 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 I don't really get sick anymore because I rec I've learned to recognize it's time for me to rest. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yes. I felt a huge pattern in this mind shifting through this episode. I think there's, you know, I've talked before on, on the podcast and elsewhere about um, lots of dreams of sickness. I think this has been the way, the way of self-attack, the way of keeping separation for this fragment of the mind that's dreaming it's Kieran Jay. And there was something about, and now I'm going to change that. I'm not going to go to sickness or rest anymore. And time out. Because, of course, we can come to the holy instant. <laughs> That's the healthy time out. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So do you... So I have a couple of questions for you. Do you have a um, a way of working with the the blame? Because many times in the taking responsibility for what we're experiencing, many people, they're so trained to go to blame and punishment. How How have you learned to not go that way mm. I have learned really really well how yeah, not to I go that way myself. I'm punishing myself how do you yeah. keep from going there yeah well a central way for me is being very familiar with the course teaching with the metaphysics mm -hmm. which um, is inviting us out of all blame all guilt and it's asking us to simply witness the movements of the ego in the mind. It's just watch. Oh, I thought it was a good idea to be sick. That doesn't require blame. That just requires acknowledgement. Because any blame, any feeling like you've got to beat yourself up because that's what you've done, is more listening to the ego. It's the ego jumping onto the recovery process, the healing, and saying, look, you did it all wrong. And then, boom, there we are again, feeling bad about ourselves. Right. So it's, it's a very determined practice to keep stepping back in the mind and watching any blame, any guilt, anything that smacks of that, uh-uh, that's ego. I'm stepping back from that. That's just ego. Yeah. But I do find that a, a good familiarity with the course's metaphysics has been very, very supportive to put it into practice. Yeah. But I don't go there at all. I don't blame anybody for anything now, across the board. I might be upset, um, but there's no blame. I do not play the blame game at all anymore. 
that's myself so or with anybody else. That's mm. so inspiring. You, you really, truly inspire me. I love discussing this practical application of working with these principles and teachings because to me that's where the rubber meets the road that's where oh, we yeah. have attraction and that's where the healing is mm. yes indeed it's one thing to read it it's another thing and and the reading is so important I, for, for me but it's living it when you're laid out what do you do that's the question we are coming up to a break here. So uh, just like to let everybody know, we are talking about the joining with spirit, the oneness of all life resplendent in our mind. Our guest is Kieran J. Gardner, and we're talking about A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thank you for coming back and joining us. And my guest today is Kieran J. Gardner, who's telling us her Living a Course in Miracles practices of truly joining and how that's opening up her awareness of the unity of all life. And just before you continue on here, Karen Jay, I have to, it's kind of my maternal instinct, I have to say one thing. Um, I, I have had a, a couple of gnarly instances where I couldn't keep anything down like you were talking about and just taking little sips of saline solution. I, I couldn't even keep that kind of thing down at times. And that's a common experience for people. I just want to let people know if you're dehydrated, get into a bathtub or a shower because your skin will absorb the water and you can actually rehydrate that way. And just a couple of times when I lived in LA, I got very, very bad headaches, just so bad that I was throwing up. And uh, what I learned is that I could take aspirin and crush it up in some water and rub it on my skin. And my skin mm. could absorb the aspirin that way. And it was helpful to me because I couldn't keep anything down because the pain was so intense I was vomiting. So just little things I've learned and also essential oils are one of my best friends. I know I'm not a body, but just you you work with what what you can in the moment. So just saying those those things can be helpful and relieving. So uh, I feel like you still have more things to to share for us about this learning of the the joining and the experience of uh, purging. Mm, yeah, it, uh, that was a purge. That's for sure. <laughs> um. And it was a purging, of course, of old thinking. Right. So, you know, physically there was a purging, but it was old thinking that was really being released. And it was just the right time to shine the spotlight on sickness and the purpose that I'd used it for, not just for rest and escape, but that was what was coming up big time at that stage so I had a new determination to heal the sickness in my mind oh. I think that um, this may have been going on uh, around a month ago because I was in the lead up to uh, a selection process to become uh, a ski instructor. Uh, I, you, I don't think you have uh, artificial dry ski slopes in the States from the conversations I've been having with uh, States folks. But in the UK, we have um, outdoor ski slopes 
which are uh, have a, a matting surface. So you're skiing across a surface, but it's not snow. And there's a local one to me, and they run classes, and there are instructors there. And it's a nationwide accreditation uh, program that I was applying for. And I could feel spirit really supporting me with it. It's like, yep, this is for my healing. This is also outreach. This is also what I can support others with through the medium of skiing. But there was a lot of competition, if you like. There were a lot of people applying for this. And I could just feel the buildup of tension about it. Couldn't quite let it go. And also, I think ego was quite keen to show me, no, you're not capable of doing this. No, your body is not strong enough to become a ski instructor. Look, look, you can be laid out at the drop of a hat. You're just uh, weak and incapable. Look at you, diarrhea, can't get up. So I think that was going on as well. So out of all this was this dedication to a new way forward and to open to the power of oneness. Mm. Not Kieran Jay's power, mm. not Kieran Jay's body's capabilities, but the power of the one mind, which we can all access in what the Course would call the holy instant. And we open our minds beyond the physicality, beyond the dream, and connect with uh, the truth of ourselves, which has all power. So I was all, all keen, all going for this. And I have been accepted as uh, a ski instructor, uh, which is, yeah, thank you. It was, uh, it's a beautiful process. And I'm all set now to to take part in this one year program, part time. You know, it's not going to affect my course in miracles work. It's it's what would come under a, a hobby, if you like. I've also been shown that I will not be able to do this with my current thinking, mm. with my current understanding of this body and its strength. I cannot go through the rigors of this training and actually go into uh, ski teaching, ski instruction. I'll be 64 in the summer. So this body is getting older and uh, it's been through, um, you know, a, a big healing process when it couldn't do anything at all. Right. And with this message comes, it's all perfect because you're going to be so motivated with calling on this power of oneness in the holy instant. And that is what is going to carry you through this training and everything else that life will present. And I'm feeling it already, experiencing it already. Sometimes I come back from the ski slope and I can feel quite physically tired. Mm -hmm. So the old thinking is, oh, I'm tired because I've just been skiing. I need lots of rest. I need food. I need, I need. Mm -hmm. And the miracle is that's not true. Yes. What I need is the power of oneness. What I need is to know that I'm sustained by the love of God. That's right. That's is the energy and the engine. And yes, of course, I may well go to sleep and have food, but that's only a reflection of the power I'm calling on. Sometimes before I go to the ski slope, I might have done a day of work through my, you know, my Course in Miracles work. I might have been looking after my grandson. He's now 18 months and very active, and that can be quite a workout. Yes. And... Before, after leaving him and before getting to the ski slope, I have a rigorous purging again of any thoughts of I'm tired, I can't do this, I need to rest. Like they all get ejected, they all get rejected. 
and I join with this power that says I'm beyond all bodies that can get tired. That's not the energy I'm calling on. And then I'm absolutely fine. I get to the ski slope and off we go. And it's all perfect. So I'm trusting that this will continue through the year's course. <laughs> How do you do that rigorous purging? What is your method? It's the recognition that it is ego thinking. Again, because I'm so familiar with the course, I'm getting very fine-tuned to what's ego thinking and what is spirit thinking reflected in the course uh, metaphysics, the course uh, way of thinking. So very quickly, I identify that's an ego thought. And I step back. I've done so much stepping back in the mind. It's my default setting. It gets easier and easier to do. My need for that projection of sickness has lessened and lessened. I don't need it for the purpose that I had assigned it for, the feeling tired. I no longer want to bow to the God of tiredness. Mm. Mm. Yes. So it's practice. It's building that muscle. There's just an instant recognition. Oh, that's what's going on. I don't have to go down the rabbit hole. I don't have to go down all the ego thinking. It's like an instant recognition. That's where it goes. That's ego. I don't want it. And in that, I maintain the spirit awareness. I'm still practicing. I'm not saying I do this perfectly, but oh my goodness, do I do it better and better through the practice. I love that. Yeah, it, it, and it really works because it, our willingness is all that is required for the healing to demonstrate. We don't make the healing happen. To, it's, we, we really allow it to be revealed and unfolded, and we turn it over to that higher wisdom, the higher than our personality. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from the Course is, Rest comes from waking, not from sleeping. And yes. so, and I find if we go through our experiences without judging, without complaining, but just noticing and also saying, you know, here's what I'd like now. I'd like to have a grilled cheese sandwich or I'd, right now I'd like to have 10 minutes to just rest and be still. Or uh, right now I'd like to have 10 minutes of zoning out. And, and just resting the mind that way, uh, w w being aware of what is it I'd really like to experience rather than, oh, I feel exhausted, oh, there's not enough time. Instead of affirming what we don't like, what we don't want, mm -hmm. if we can go mm -hmm. to what we do like and what we would like and staying in that place, to me, that that's those are some other variations of... Um, mm the purging of the mind of that which exhausts us. It's exhausting being separate from God, choosing to be separate from God. It's exhausting identifying as a person. <laughs> what are we thinking of? <laughs> it's totally exhausting. <laughs> One of my favourite quotes, and I love the quote that you've brought. Uh, yeah. But the, the one that is with me quite a bit at the moment is um, his purpose, so spirit's purpose, is the means for effortless accomplishment and rest. There's something about effortless accomplishment that is like balm to my mind and presumably other minds as well. Because we think of having to put a lot in to accomplishing something. And actually, we don't. We just have to give attention to spirit. And then all else is given. Another, another quote. And we can rest in spirit as the body is busy doing whatever it's doing. Yeah, we don't have to go with 
the body thinking form. We just don't have to do it. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? It is. It is fantastic. (laughs) And we are training ourselves to realize this. It's like I I shared this somewhere recently that I was in Greece. Um, It was summertime. I was in Athens. It was warm. And uh, there were no screens on the windows. And I didn't want to run the air conditioner. So I had the windows and the balcony door open in my hotel. And mosquitoes, a couple mosquitoes got in. And I was falling asleep and I could hear the mosquito buzzing around my head which is always an unpleasant sound not just because it's an irritating sound but it irritates the mind because we think I'm going to get attacked and bitten and injured and you know we we make a thing of it it's the meaning that we make of it that's upsetting it's not the buzzing so I again I I said as I was trying to fall asleep I I just said, what is this mosquito for? What what is happening now? And I I got oh this is an attack, and since I, I recognize there's only one, I I said to myself I am done with attacking myself. I am not interested in being attacked at all anymore. Not interested in seeing attack in my world. I'm done with that. And then I didn't hear the mosquito again, and I drifted off to sleep. Again, am I able to do that 100% of the time? No, sometimes I have an attachment to how it should be or whatever, and then I work with that attachment. But Mm -hmm. I'm impressed that we can have these experiences, which may seem very small, but um, there are... There are times when uh, I, I could say it's bigger, but to me there is no big and small or small in God. There's just a thought. Mm. A thought is not a big thought. It's not a little thought. It's just a thought. All thoughts are of equal size, and we either believe them very strongly or very lightly. That's that's the bigness, is the attachment to believing mm. that thought. Mm-hmm. Now, in in the first half, you said there was something that you wanted to share in the second half. Mm-hmm. I think I've done that. <laughs> that was that was about um, the skiing, the, the living in the holy instant and calling upon its power. Mm-hmm. And the skiing is my way of practicing it. Because it is going to be phys- physically demanding. So any thought of, oh, I'm tired, oh, I'm too old. You know, there's a couple of 18-year-olds on this, um, this eight of us, and two of them are 18. So it's very tempting to go into the ego thinking of, they've got 18-year-old legs. <laughs> and they do. And they do. But... Right. That's neither here nor there. Right. It's what my mind makes of this, as you say. It's the meaning. Mm -hmm. And if it's given to do this training and work in this way, then the energy, the strength will be there. The body can do everything that the spirit asks it to do, which is just a way of saying that the, the projection in the mind will be perfect because the the mind is making the body. So the mind has all say over what the body is like. And there's something in me that is deliciously curious about how the extent of spirit working through this. What will it look like? Because Jesus says, do not limit what I can do through you. Right. Do not limit it. Mm. There's no causation in the world. Mm. This body can do anything that spirit would like it to. So it's not about being uh, a superwoman uh, physically. Oh, look at me. I can do this. No, that's listening to the ego. That's a, that's a rejection of, of true strength. Right. But if I can let go, and I'm practicing, and I am, Letting go of the story, the, the me, 
this body that has been very sick, this body that might not be full strength yet, although it seems much, much better than it was, and this body that might not be able to do this, this training program, just let go of all that judgment, all that um, history, which is just thoughts in the mind. Mm -hmm. I have to give no uh, power, no credence to that at all. I can simply be here, follow spirit, do what that looks like. And at the moment, it's being quite physically active. What liberation. Indeed. To actually see the Holy Spirit in motion mm -hmm. through this mind. Mm -hmm. That's the joy. Mm -hmm. That's the delight. And I have to watch, or I'm choosing to watch, wherever I might block it. Um, and there's something happening, again, within the ski arena, uh, to show how we can block it, how I could block it, and how I can unblock it. There's somebody there who goes to the slope a lot um, who has absolutely cut me dead. We only had a very brief exchange, like, hello. And then after a kind of happy hello, she started freezing me out. Going anywhere near her was like going near a, a, a freezer. Oh. oh, okay. So this is my mind. This is a projection from my mind. This is an attack. This is a dream figure in my mind that is rejecting me. Mm -hmm. um, so I just kept saying hello as we passed. And she just about, uh, through gritted teeth, have a hello before she passed on. All super duper friendly to everybody else. But no, to me, boom, absolutely cut out. Mm. And uh, I don't think I've ever had an experience quite like that before. Oh. So it's like, okay, this is my thinking. This is my thinking. I own this as my thinking. And beyond this is a brother who I'm actually completely joined with. I'm one with. And this is also a brother who's dreaming and having a nightmare that they need to exclude people. Uh, me in this case. So this is a mind that's calling for love. That's a way of seeing it, how the Course would ask us to see it. So, okay, this is a mind calling for love. This is my call for love. So unpack, unpack. Been working on this for, oh, six to nine months now. And unbeknown to me, the, the new pair of skis I've just bought are the same model as the ones that this lady has. <laughs> I didn't realise that. It's like nobody else in who goes regularly has this pair of skis. So on uh, a few days ago, the last class I went to, she was coming up behind me. Normally, there's no, I, mean, I say hello, but there's no conversation. So I turned around and I said, oh, we've got the same skis. And she started talking to me. She said, oh, yeah, I think mine are a bit longer than yours. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do you like them? And she said, yeah, yeah, I do like them. I think they're a really good model. And um, I think they'll serve you very well. I hope you do very well with them. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a Thor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is my mind unblocking. And it looks like she's now talking to me. Mm. But no, 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 no. It's my mind that's choosing healing. Mm-hmm. So this is how it, it's working across the board. I can't keep, no, it's her fault. She's freezing me out and open to the power of oneness in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Instant. The two don't go together. I have to choose what the Holy Instant would show me, a brother, a brother in Christ, a brother who's dreaming, a brother who's calling for love. I have to see it like that to call on this power of oneness. And I'm having a good shot at it. <laughs> Again, I wouldn't say it perfect, but it was delightful to have that experience uh, a couple of days ago. That kind of thing is so reaffirming. And, and it's so wonderful when we recognize this is a cry for love. 
and this is not something for me to take personally. I don't need mm -hmm. to be offended here. I'm here mm -hmm. to be truly helpful. That's the only purpose. So let me be truly helpful by holding my brother, my sister in the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it warms my heart. It really warms my heart to talk about these things, to talk about miracles. In, in the, in the um, first class of coming back to each miracle of joining, the pre-reading in this series, I'm giving out pre-reading. People are being invited to look at something so that when we come to the class, we will uh, be able to go into a healing process and they'll know uh, what the healing process is based on. And I'm giving a simplified uh, set of miracle principles. The course starts with 50 of them, and it can be quite confusing um, because miracles don't fit neatly into human thinking because they transcend human thinking. So I've given... Um, maybe about 30 rather than 50, and just given some of the teaching there, hopefully to help people get more of a sense of what miracles are, to open up to them uh, in, a, in, a, in a further way, perhaps from, from anything they've done before. So I hope that's really helpful. I'm sure it is. I know many people in the Power of Love ministry have taken your classes and your workshops, and they absolutely love them. Uh, we are coming to a close here. I just like to let everybody know you can get the details for each miracle of joining Kieran Jay's class that begins Saturday, April 23rd at jenniferhadley.com. And Kieran Jay, let's give them your website too. KieranJ.com. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Yeah, you can contact me through that. You've got my program on, on that. Uh, ministry workshops are also mentioned on that. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's time for me to pray us out. So I invite everybody Thank to place you. their hand on their heart. And let's be grateful and thankful to recognize the power of love within us. We're sharing the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Mwah!